This is the Rod Langway Fan Club. Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. How Joe Bujen, long time no see. It has been a while since our third quarter podcast. I am your host, Jeff Roman. I'm joined by a couple of guys who may not be in podcast shape. Mr. Mark Chechnita. I have greatly increased my cheesecake intake, but uh, I'm, I think I'm ready to go. And Mr. John Snowden. I think I'm fine. I've been doing Tai Chi in the beautiful Hoping Riverside Park. I'm ready to go. Jeez, guys, it has been a tough time for humanity. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously we focus on the sports world, but there's so much else going on around the world right now that it's, it's kind of hard to, to feel too bad about missing out on hockey when there's so many bigger things to address. Absolutely. I mean, we're dealing with the coronavirus pandemic worldwide. And um, also the United States has been dealing with these protests, trying to battle racial injustice and so it's just been a turbulent time for, for everybody. And I, feel, I think everybody feels that. I feel very lucky, I'm sure you guys too, being in Taiwan. And Taiwan has actually handled this coronavirus pretty well. Yeah, there is no place I would rather be than here right now. It's really impressive how they got a handle on things early. And they've been really consistent in maintaining rules and just keeping everyone safe. Yeah, it has been safe uh, for most people in Taiwan, unfortunately. For the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast, it's been a tough season. I mean, we have been basically at war with our rival podcast, the Brad Park Appreciation Society, based out of Thailand. And uh, they've been assaulting us. Yeah, they've been all over us. I mean, it started the year. Uh, they got us with the glitter bomb. That's right, yeah. They uh, were messing with the studio as well. They messed with the studio. They swatted us. They shut down the show. They took over the airwaves. I mean... Uh, you know, constantly I'm battling these uh, DDoS attacks online. I'm trying to keep things in order. I think we're okay for today. You know what, guys? There's been enough negativity. That's right. Let's have some fun today. Yes, I think let's we have a, Let's have a fun show. We deserve it. We do. Yeah. Um, we got a game planned, right? Yeah, we got a game show. Um, TSN has been running all kinds of, you know, uh, retro hockey games and stuff like that. So we're going to get in on a little bit of that, but we're going to give it an international spin. So that should be fun. And we have another mailbag, yeah? Of course we do. Um, yep, you can still get your questions in. Remember to email us at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or tweet us at rodlangwayfanclub. Yeah, so what do you guys think, man? Are they actually going to do this 2014 playoff, two hub cities? I'm okay, here okay, in Vegas. Jeff, I know you're excited. We will address that in the mailbag, but okay. uh, I think first let's start with a new segment that we like to call Last Time I Saw You. I saw you the last time. Why can I hope to hold you once more? What about me? That was the 1945 track by Doris Day, Last Time I Saw You. And it has been a little while since I've seen you guys. The regular season is kaput. Um, any final thoughts on the regular season? Uh, well, obviously disappointed that it didn't end in the usual fashion, but uh, there were some nice surprises this year. Um, I was blown away by the year the Canucks had. Really? Yeah, it was, it was a fun team, you know. You had yeah. Quinn Hughes bursting onto the scene, uh, Pedersen continued to be a dominant player. JT Miller was a great pickup. I thought they were a really fun team to watch. Yes, the Canucks probably punched above their weight. Um, how about the Boston Bruins? We have to give props to them. They were the President's Trophy winners. Yeah, yeah, premature President's Trophy winners, but they pulled it off. And, I mean, they had a fantastic year, very much driven by their top line and also great goaltending, but just a great team effort all around. And what do you guys think of the St. Louis Blues? They also had a great regular season, the defending Stanley Cup champions. Well, they had a better regular season this year than they did in the year they won the Cup. So, yeah, I was I was really surprised at how strong they came right out of the gates, and they, they maintained it throughout the whole season. Yeah, I, I actually really thought they had a great chance to repeat. I really did. And, well, hey, they still might. They still might, yes. We'll see what happens. Um, who are some of the worst teams? Were you, were you surprised by a couple of teams? Well, I mean, we all knew that the Detroit Red Wings were going to be 
bad, but they were kind of historically bad. And that, I mean, it was a surprise that they were able to be as bad as they were, I think. Don't you guys think? I don't know. I think my view of them was a little bit skewed by the fact that whenever I saw them play, they were pummeling my Montreal Canadiens. Uh, That's true. So yes, we did they look like that. world beaters to me, but uh, small sample size. Sure. And the Buffalo Sabres missed the playoffs again. Even, yeah. in, th- even in this extended playoff format of 24 teams, the Sabres are still on the outside looking in. It was nice to see Jack Eichel break out. He was outstanding all year long. Um, I know he's just one guy and they've got a team they still need to build around him. Wouldn't they be a lot better if they had Ryan O'Reilly as their second line center still? Yeah. Yeah, I think we can all... And they've cleared house. Jason Botterill and most of the scouting staff are out. Yeah. Um, How about the Edmonton Oilers? I mean, this was a team that for years everyone was saying, oh, this is the year for the Oilers, and then it wasn't. And they would say that again the following year. And then I think by this season, people had kind of given up and said, yeah, the Oilers are never going to be good. But they were actually pretty good this year, and I think that was a surprise to some people. Yeah, absolutely. Props to the Oilers. Yeah, and if someone told you that an Oiler would have led the league in scoring, everyone would have said, well, yeah, of course, Connor McDavid's amazing, but it was Leon Dreisaitl who led the league in scoring, and he had an outstanding year from start to finish. Yeah, 110 points. Yeah, which is pretty incredible. That's a great full season, let alone a quarter, three-quarter season, whatever the heck it ended up being. Yeah. One of my biggest surprises as far as teams go has to be the Columbus Blue Jackets. I thought they really punched above their weight. Yeah, I mean, they lost so many people in the offseason. They really went all in in the playoffs. And, you know, they beat the Tampa Bay Lightning, which was something to say. But uh, everyone had kind of written them off for this year, and they were, you know, pretty decent. Well, especially when they lost Seth Jones. I mean, that was yeah. one of their few star players left. And when he went down, I was like, well, they're, they're finished. And they kept on chugging along playing competitive hockey. And Bjorkstrand went down. Still managed to pull through, yeah. They still did. Um, and what about other some other individual performances that really stood out other than uh, Dry Saddle? Well, John, you got to talk about your boy Hellebuck. Hellebuck played very well. Yeah, he backstopped a Winnipeg Jets team, and they were in the playoffs. I mean, they were ready to go. He's got to be a shoe-in for the Vezina. I don't know if I would say shoe-in. Who's going to beat him for it? Well, there are some other very good goaltenders this year, but he was def- he's definitely should be in the conversation. I think the conversation's over. He's got yeah. it. How about Alexander Ovechkin? Yeah. He ties David Pasternak with 48 goals for the Rocket Richard Trophy. Great season for Ovi. For sure. It's a shame he's denied the 50 because he, he definitely would have got there. Yeah, you got to wonder, though, with this season being cut short uh, and, you know, he's lost time through lockouts as well. Will this be the deciding factor when he gets close to Gretzky and he just can't quite get there? You know, he might look back on this year and wonder what could have been. True dat. Um, how about Mika Zibanejad? Wow, what season? a year. What a year. I mean, he was uh, leading the league, I believe, in goals per game at the end of the season, right? Which is pretty incredible. Like, had he not missed the time he did to injury, he'd be right up there. In, in the scoring race, and he was still in the top, I don't know, 15 or so? I mean, what a year for him. Not even playing with Artemi Panarin either. Yes, who had an amazing season. Uh, did, he yeah. was a great free agent signing. That's yeah. a team to watch out for. I really think that's a team on the rise, and um, yeah, Zibanejad has turned out to be that number one center that they needed. And throughout this season, we talked a lot about defensemen, and we talked about John Carlson, oh, yeah. who finishes the year at 75 points. Yeah, I mean, the offensive numbers are staggering. Um, I thought Roman Yossi was an absolute stud as well in Nashville. He was. An excellent season by Roman Yossi. And uh, we can't talk about the end of the regular season without talking about the rookie D. Sure. um, Hughes in Vancouver and Makar in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, one-two for the Calder race for sure. Toss-up. I mean, if either one of them got it, I would be totally happy with that. Very deserving, both of them. I think McCarr is probably the more dynamic, outstanding player. And I know Hughes is great, but I think McCarr is a level above that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure I would quite say that. I think both are absolutely outstanding. I know McCarr missed some time to, for, uh, to injury uh, and got off to such a dynamite start. He did tail off a little bit you know, when he was injured. Then when he came back from injury, he wasn't quite as dynamic as he was. But, you know, what an amazing class we have of defensemen coming up. You know, this is the time of year where we'd normally uh, make our playoff picks, and maybe we'll still get a chance to do that down the line. There is still hope for a season. But uh, I thought maybe it would be a good time to look back at last year's playoff predictions. Oh. 
Yeah. Uh, I was listening to the episode and uh, I found something absolutely remarkable. Our commissioner here, Jeff Rolleman, just yes. absolutely ran the table. It was outstanding. I think we should relive this great moment in Jeff's life. Yeah. How, how did I do? Well, um, let's have a listen. It was special. It was special. But I'm going to say the Calgary Flames are going to win the first round matchup. I'm going to go with uh, the Predators. I'm going to go with the Vegas Golden Knights in seven. Um, I'm going to say Jets in seven. Let's do the picks here because I'm going to say Lightning in five. I'm going to say the Washington Capitals in six. I'm, I'm going to go with um, the Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm going to say the Penguins. I'm going to say the Penguins in seven. And I'm going to say this is the year that we slay the dragon. Uh, Maple Leafs in seven. Yeah, Jeff, um, that is impressive. That was an impressive run, impressive for all of the wrong reasons. What do you have to say for yourself there? Well, the, I mean, it's tough to go 0 for 8. It's uh, It really is special, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It was a weird season. Um, all of the division leaders got knocked out in the first round. That's, that's right. Um, I don't know. Maybe I should switch to like the TS thin thing. Like they do like the percentage of upset. Maybe I should switch to that. Maybe I should get out of the prediction game. Lame. Well, it sounds like you probably should. I think you should uh, go eight for eight next time and make if us you all did forget that. If failings. you did that, I mean, you'd be all, that's everything would be forgiven. That's hard to go 0 for eight or eight for eight. That's hard to do. Equally Law of hard. averages, Jeff. Law Equally of averages. Hard. Well, I got something to say to you, Mr. John Snowden. Well, what's that? Well, last time I saw you, you were talking about Bill Peters. Ooh. Oh, you mean the uh, well-respected Bill Peters? He's probably the least respected coach that's coached in the last 20 years. Can we hit the vault for that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, who has got the edge there? I, I think that uh, the well-respected Bill Peters has had quite a run in Calgary. Really te- turned that team around. Well, he is the well-respected Bill Peters. Yeah, the well-respected Bill Peters behind the bench. Yes, the well-respected Bill Peters. And let's not forget, Carolina has the well-respected Bill Peters. And, you know, good coaching can take you a long way, and Carolina has the well-respected Bill Peters. Yeah, so, John, I mean, man, that is rough. Especially in today's climate with all that's going on. Anything you have to say for yourself? Well, you know, it sounded as though he was well-respected at the time. What did I know? I mean, I only know what I hear. So, I mean, it turns out that, yes, uh, perhaps he wasn't as well-respected as uh, we were led to believe. Or as oh, I was yeah, led to believe. Let's not throw this into a we. There is no we. I don't know. Own your mistake, John. Well, I did make the mistake. I'm not sure I had any any pushback from you guys, though. No, I, I thought it was a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't really know who this clown was until uh, the scandal broke. Hey, it is 2020, so hindsight is 2020. That's true. But yeah. what about you, Mr. Mark Chechnia? Do you have any blemishes on your record? Spotless. 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 Whoa. I, you guys have listened to the episodes back. Did you find anything? I don't think you did because I've listened to them and I, you know, I make a little mistake here and there, but nothing is as egregious as what you guys have put out there over the years. Well, I mean, being a Montreal Canadiens fan, you've always been a, a big fan of uh, one of the former Montreal Canadiens defensemen. Oh, yeah, P.K. Subban, sure. P.K. Subban, yes. P.K. Subban? P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban. P.K. Subban. <laughs> and I believe we have a little bit of a hot mic, John. Yes, you, yes. You, you, you dug into about? the vault and you found something. Well, that... so, yeah. So at the start of the season, we were talking about the New Jersey Devils okay. uh, pre-show. And, and you did mention on the show. Yeah, and I don't think yeah. anything said anything well, that crazy on the show. It's a bit of an outtake. Uh, let, roll the clip. Roll the clip. Man, you guys, like, I think I've got the steal of the draft in our fantasy league this year. Who's that? Okay, you gotta promise you're not gonna take him though. Okay. I don't think well, you guys would take him this early anyway, so whatever, it's fine. It's who fine. do you got? PK Subban, man. Look, think really? about it. Really? Okay. He had, a, he had a bad year last year in Nashville. Yeah. He's gonna be healthy this year. Yeah. He's gonna be first line power play. He's yeah. gonna be with Hughes. He's gonna be with Hall. He's gonna be with Heeshear. I think they're gonna absolutely tear it up. Together. Really? I think Subban could put up, I don't know, 60, 70 points, and maybe he 
could even win a Norris this year. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying watch out for him. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think about that, Mr. Mark? Yeah. Well, PK okay, Subban was... had a rough season. I think that's understatement. That's an understatement right there. Okay, I missed the mark on that one. <laughs> I wasn't even on the show. Like, that's a low blow, guys. Like, what, have you guys bugged my apartment, too? Like, what, what's next? Well, next episode is going to be, like, me, like, taking an explosive dump or something? Like, Well, you were quite cavalier. And uh, well, you, you toned my favorite it, hockey You players. toned it down a bit on the show, but we know we knew how you really... And in fact, I do, speaking about your house, uh, we do know the jersey that hangs from your wall, which is, I the believe... The Subban jersey I believe, was a mistake as yeah. well, but... You, Whatever. I, you know what, guys? I'm going to double down on P.K. Subban right Whoa. now. Next season, he won't win the like a Norris or anything, but he's going to be much better. He'll be one of the most improved players in the league next season. You watch. I'm not giving up on my boy P.K. Okay. P.K., okay. if you're listening, I believe in you, buddy. We got this next season. Well, you guys will both have a chance to redeem yourselves. We're going to have a little fun. We've got a game coming up. Okay, sounds fun. How about a little bit of music to set the mood before the big game? All right. All right, everybody, this is the Rod Langway Fan Club Podcast International Trivia Contest. You guys ready to play a game here? Um, I mean, I like trivia. I like hockey, but international hockey, like how far back are we going here? Are we going like Canada Cup era, like 70s stuff? Or? We're, we are not going to do the, the Paul Henderson Summit Series goal. Um, every question will be basically within our lifetimes. Okay. Well, for Jeff, that could be anything after what, like 1958? Yes. Thank you, Mark. No, no, no. This will be more recent, guys. I promise. Um, every question is one country. Okay. That's so the, probably the only hint I'm going to give you guys. So the answer is a nation? Well, it'll be a player from a nation, and no nation shall be repeated. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. Let's and, do it. And uh, John, I see you've got some buzzers uh, set up here. Yeah, yeah. These are part of the, the plan here. Um, so we'll buzz in when we know the answer. And I think you guys might be a little surprised by the sounds we get out of these suckers. Okay. Cool. You guys ready? Yeah, watch out, John. I've got lightning quick reflexes. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's do this, guys. Question number one. Who captained Team Europe to a silver medal? at the 2016 World Cup. John Snowden. It's gotta be uh, Anze Kopitar. You are correct. Oh man, I thought I got in there. Yeah, that was the World Cup where they tried uh, not only Team Europe, but they also had the North American Under-23 All-Stars. Yeah, it was a little gimmicky, I thought. Um, but Kopitar, what a player. Um, the only player from uh, Slovenia in the NHL. That's right. And yeah. his dad coached uh, their national team once upon a time, and his brother also played. Yeah, for a guy who looks like he's never slept more than an hour at a time, he's one hell of a hockey player. That's right, yeah. Great hockey family, for sure. Yeah, I believe they call him Sleepy Anze Kopitar. Yeah. Or a certain president might. They also got really funky uniforms. Yeah, I, mean, I did uh, like Slovenia, their Slovenia, yeah. you know, with the fluorescent colors. A bit more of a basketball country, former Yugoslav Republic. Question number two. Which former Bruin and Shark coached his country to a silver medal at the 2018 Olympics in South Korea? John Snowden. Uh, is it uh, Marco Sturm? You are correct. Yeah, the Joyman. That's right, Marco yeah. Sturm, who was, uh, you know, he's the all-time leading scorer for Germany at the NHL, but I think that'll probably be broken soon. Yes, I would think that Leon Dreisaitl will, will take that record over in the next year or two, I would imagine, right? I think it's inevitable now. Yeah, no no question. Unless he gets injured. I, f I think there might be an issue with the buzzer, though. <laughs> yes, there could be. Sorry, Mark. I, I really thought my hand was in there. Okay, time. well, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, double check it there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but Germany's made a lot of uh, strides over the years. I mean, they started off with uh, Uwe Krupp back in the day, and they recruited uh, Olaf Kolzig to play in net. But they've also got some really nice young up-and-comers. Yeah, well, the first guy who comes to mind is uh, Detroit Red Wing first-rounder from last year, Moritz Seider, big, rangy defenseman. He looks like he's going to be an absolute stud for them. And this year, they've got another guy who could go top five. Uh, Tim Stutzel is a really good forward uh, and looks like he could go as high as third overall. Yeah, so, you know, things are looking up for Germany, especially being the Olympic defending silver medalists. 
yeah, I still kind of feel a little sour about 2018 because, of course, that was the Olympics. We didn't get the pros. Yeah. Um, but good on Germany. And um, I also have to give a little shout-out to former two-time Stanley Cup winner Jim Peck, who coached the South Korean side. Question number three. Which Nashville Predators defenseman won silver medals at the World Hockey Championships in 2013 and 2018? John Snowden. Well, it's got to be uh, Roman Yossi. Yes. Well done, John. Seriously, this buzzer thing? Like, can we just switch buzzers at this point? This is getting Sure, we'll silly. switch. Well, let's switch here. Okay. Yeah, maybe it's something. Like, this that... is not... I was in there, man. I swear to God. Yeah. How about Roman Yossi? He's had a, a great career. And Switzerland. Talk about improving um, hockey countries. Switzerland's improved a lot. Yeah, they're on the rise. I always think about uh, the era of the Montreal Canadiens mining for Swiss defensemen. So we had Mark Strait, who had that breakout season playing alongside Andre Markov. Then the next year, we had uh, Rafael Diaz. Or actually, I think it was Yannick Weber before Diaz. But That's every year, right. it seemed like we had a new Swiss defenseman. And unfortunately, they got progressively crappier as the years went <laughs> along. But uh, yeah, still, it shows you they're starting to produce NHL-caliber talent. Yeah, they, I mean, and they've always kind of punched above their weight. They played well in international play, uh, of course, coached by uh, Canadian Ralph Kruger. But uh, yeah, they, they were always a, a team that you to, to be reckoned with. Yeah, that's right. And they do have a pretty good hockey um, you know, history. They are the hosts every year of the Spangler Cup, which is host by H.C. Davos. And uh, having Nico Heischer, uh, what a great First player. First overall pick, yeah. yeah. That's right. They also have uh, Timo Meyer as well and uh, Nino Niederreiter. For sure, yeah. Lots of good players coming up. And they've had some absolutely fantastic goaltending performances as well uh, over the years. Okay. Question number four. Which Soviet Union player from the 1987 World Junior Hockey Championships, went on to score 76 goals for the Buffalo Sabres. Wow, John again. Well, I mean, there's only one uh, one guy it could be. It's Alexander McGilney. You are correct again. Oh, this is absurd. Now, 1987, this was the tournament uh, that they had the famous brawl between oh, yeah. Canada and Russia. And lights they both out. got kicked out. Yeah. That's right. They the lights to, out brawl. Yeah. They had to turn uh, the lights out. Yeah, lights out for me in this game. 4 nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's been a tough go. It's not the buzzer. It's over, clear, man. Not it's the buzzer. Whatever. Just get it over with. Well, it's finished. But, I mean, a lot to say about McGillney. He was uh, a famous defector, and his yes, story he, is quite yes, remarkable. Yes, that's right. It really is amazing when you think about Alexander McGillney. He was one of the very first players to defect. Yeah, and, you know, it was very much a Cold War era story, and it really you know, brings into sharp contrast the, the era we're living in to the era that, that we grew up in. But actually, the thing that really came to mind as soon as he said 87 was the Canada Cup Gretzky to Lemieux goal, um, and... My brain just kind of froze for a second, and oh, John yeah. got in there, so uh, I, I'm in trouble. All right, boys, question number five. In 1998, Nagano, Japan, they finally let the NHLers back in. Uh, Czech Republic captured the gold medal. But what I want to know is, which player scored the only shootout goal for the Czechs in their semifinal win over Canada? John Snowden. Yeah, I think I got this. It's got to be uh, Milan Hayduk. Ooh, Hayduk. That's a good guess, John, but I'm sorry. Oh. That's incorrect. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. I got it. Yeah? It's even more obvious than that. It's got to be Yager. Yarmir Yager. Final answer. Ooh, I know that's you probably think, but actually, no. It, oh. was, it was Robert Reichel. Oh, Robert Reichel. Reichel. That's right. Flames. Calgary Flames. Yeah. That's right. Oh, scored two 40-goal uh, seasons. He was a seasons. good player. Yeah. Yeah, he got the goal, eh? And he was the only one. Well, we always one. remember who didn't get the goal, and that was well, Wayne Gretzky. Well, the never got a chance. Didn't even get the chance. Yeah, that was so unfortunate. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a that's scar for all of us. one of the dark periods in Canadian hockey history, for sure. Yeah. Dominic Hasek, uh, absolutely dominant performance in those Olympics. Yeah, I hated that man for many years, uh, but you got to respect the career that he had. Yes, what a player. All right, boys, question number six. In 1993, Czechoslovakia split. Now, while the Czechs have probably enjoyed greater success, Slovakia hasn't been a slouch either. I want to know which former Blues player 
led the 2010 Olympics in scoring. John Snowden. It's got to be uh, Dimitra, Pavel Dimitra. Yes. Oh my God. Whoa. Uh, Mark, a little slowing on the buzzer, yeah? I, uh, is it the wrist? This is, this is, I'm done, I'm out. What? I'm out. What do you mean? Just, I'm calling it. I forfeit. Well, it's, you still got no, a chance. It's, it's, that's you it. You got a chance, man. The it's buzzer thing at the beginning, and I just haven't recovered from it. I'm out. Mark, what don't go. Where are you going? Mark. It's fine. You, go on without you me. Can't you just quit. go to the green room for a sec, okay? Why don't we take a little uh, break? Okay. Let's take a break. I'll, I'll, I'll put on a tune. Okay. Kick a tune, John. of our international hockey trivia game. Mark, are you okay there? No, you know what? I just needed a little bit of time to gather my thoughts. I had a, I had a nice drink downstairs, and then I heard the Corey Hart, and I was inspired to return. I will never surrender again. Yeah, All don't right. give up. I, I, no, it's not over. I, I still have a chance. I'm absolutely. Still, you know, I'm still in there. Yeah. Uh, I just need to get an answer here, and I can get back rolling. Yeah, I tilted your buzzer a little bit. Yeah, Maybe thank that, you for that. I think yeah. it's a lot more. I just feel like I'm ready to roll now. Yeah, great. Okay, so what's next there, Commission? Okay, boys. Um, question number seven, which former Anaheim mighty duck defenseman helped his country to a huge upset versus Sweden in the 2002 winter Olympics in Salt Lake city, Utah. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I remember that. That's Ooh. the year that Salo blew that long shot. That's right. The but, infamous Tommy Salo goal. Yeah. But the guy on that team, if it's a duck, it had to be Ruslan Soleil. Yes. Nice, oh, man. Right. Back. Yeah. He's back. All He's right. Back. Yeah. Yeah, from Belarus. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, interesting uh, response from the Belarusian president there about the coronavirus. His suggestion was that um, people should just drink more vodka, but uh, he had a little caveat in there, not at work. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. Yes. Sensible. Yeah. Yes. The, the president of Belarus is quite the character. Yeah. Um, there was a former Montreal Canadian, I believe. Well, no, two of them. The Belarusian brothers, the Kostitsin brothers. I think, unfortunately, they drank a little bit too much vodka at work and their careers didn't really pan out. But uh, I remember I was really pumped up for those guys when they joined Montreal. First, Andre was drafted a really high 10th overall. And his brother, Sergei, came along and he looked like he was going to be a player, but it wasn't to be. Yeah, they were not bad for a couple of years. No, yeah. no, they were okay, but they just, they never became the stars that no, they thought they could absolutely, have. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and now in 2002, of course, that's when Canada finally re reclaimed global hockey supremacy with their gold medal after a long, long drought at the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, uh, Cujo got off to a rocky start there in net, but Martin Brodeur took over, and I think that's really when he cemented his status as a legendary hockey goaltender for Canada. Yeah, yeah. if he hadn't already, um, yeah, that he was He went from huge... all-star to surefire Hall of Famer, I think. Yeah. Okay, guys, question number eight. Which other former Soviet Republic produced Helmut Balderas, who at 36 years old was the oldest player ever drafted to the NHL? John. I mean, that's a tough one. I'm going to take a stab at it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say, uh, is, it, is it Ukraine? Uh, not a bad guess. Yeah, not no, a bad no. guess, John. Ukraine hasn't had too many NHL players. No. Marius Tchaikovsky. Yes? No, he's Polish. Ella. Okay. I've done a great disservice to my Ukrainian uh, ancestors. I apologize. Uh, John, or Mark, how about you? Do you have a guess there? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, well, they play hockey and they're a former part of the Soviet bloc. Is it Kazakhstan? No, it's not Kazakhstan. 
Ooh. Yeah, we got it. Okay. Well, Both of you guys got that wrong. That's a tough, tough one. one. Yeah, it was a tough one. Well, it's uh, the answer is Latvia. Oh, okay. Right? Latvia. Latvia, some of the best hockey fans in the world. Absolutely. Uh, they're known for their rabid support. They're always the, the life of the party. And next year, the World Championships will be in Riga, Latvia. That's pretty cool. I mean, I know that they uh, they love Zemgis Gergensen, as, as do I. Um, I love his name. Yeah, he's got the best That's name in right. hockey. And uh, right. he had uh, the most support for the All-Star game that one year. Yeah. The uh, entire country voted for him. So so good for him and yeah. good for the country. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, and you know, it is pretty neat. This Helmut uh, Balderas guy, he was drafted by the, the uh, Minnesota North Stars. And a lot of people credit him for the game's popularity in Latvia. He played for the USSR and then went on to play for Latvia when they gained independence. Um, but my favorite Latvian hockey player of all time, hands down, has to be Arturs Erbe. I can still remember when the old Soviet teams used to come and travel and play against the NHL teams. He played for Moscow Dynamo and he was incredible and eventually went on to the NHL. Yeah, I'll never forget uh, two things. A, that really weird goalie helmet that he had, but B, the year that he stood on his head and they knocked out the Red Wings in the first round. That was one of the biggest upsets I can remember growing up. Yeah, and just as a, a total aside, if I'm not mistaken, Arthur's Urbe had a really bad dog bite. Oh. Yeah, and severed some tendons in his hand and he was never quite the same. Tough go. Don't bite the hand that feeds you. Okay, question number nine. Which former Dallas star tasted defeat in the final Canada Cup? in 1991, but went on to win gold at the inaugural World Cup of Hockey in 1996. Ooh, what was that? Was that the buzzer? Is that the sound of the buzzer? Or did someone just let one go? Yeah, it's the new buzzer sound that I got John to rig up for me here. Whoa, okay. Well, <laughs> okay, I like well, it. That was Mark. Mark, your guess? That's easy. Mike Medano. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you are correct. The leading scorer all time for the Americans at the in the NHL. Yeah, he surpassed uh, former Blue and Flame Joey Mullen. Yeah, no, 1996, that World Cup, that was when, I don't know if you guys remember, Mike Richter just completely stood on his head. Oh, he was stole ridiculous. It. That was like another Hoshek type performance that year. Yeah, or Ryan Robinson. Miller. I mean, he was another American goalie who had a great, great success in the international stage. Um, we would be remiss if we didn't mention uh, Miracle on Ice. You always oh. got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, great time for the United States. It was. It was an uh, Im uh, impressive uh, achievement. Um, maybe a little side note. You guys know who has the all-time record for most points from that team, from that Miracle on Ice team? Mm. Yeah, another guy from that same franchise is Medano, right? Neil Broughton. You are correct. Oh, Unfortunately, that's, 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 that's not a point, back, though, baby. but well, well done, Well, I should Mark. get a point for that. No, I don't know. Yeah. That's harder than most of the questions we've had so far. Well done. Okay, question number 10. Which former NHL superstar holds the record for most all-time points at the World Juniors. But he never got a gold there. He did, however, get a gold in 1994 and 2006 at the Olympics. Mr. Mark Chechnita. Peter the Great. Peter Forsberg. Oh, it's low-hanging fruit. I should have got that one. Yeah, I remember yeah. that line that he played on. It was Forsberg, Naslin, and then they had, uh, I think it was Nick Sundstrom, who ended up just being a checking forward, but uh, those three were dynamite together. Yeah, Forsberg lit up the World Juniors. He had a great NHL career yeah, and was course. awesome at the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, what do you want to say about Sweden lots to say, right? Yeah, I mean, as a, you know, as a Leaf fan, uh, probably my two favorite Swedes of all time might be Bori Salming and Matt Sundin. Sure, yeah, they both never won anything, but uh, fine players. Whoa. Well, you know, they're reliefs. It's not their fault. <laughs> um, I always loved the, the pair of Henrik Zetterberg and Vic Lidstrom on that Detroit team. Uh, they would run timeouts all in Swedish. And uh, the results were, were, you know, they spoke for themselves. Yeah, two of the best, for sure. Yeah, and the 94 Olympics, that was the one in Lillehammer, right, where Peter Forsberg scored that uh, super famous goal with the, the backhand D. Yeah, yeah, that's right. 94. Been copied many times since. Yeah, it's mean, kind of a classic breakaway move now, oh, you know, the one-hander. The one-hander where you fake one side and lean all the way over and just sneak it past the goalie. Beautiful move. Yeah, it was a, a painful goal as a Canadian hockey fan, but hey, they put it on a stamp in Sweden. Okay, boys, we've only got two questions left here. Okay, okay. Here we go. Number 11, which former Winnipeg Jet and Anaheim Duck is the all-time leading scorer at the Olympics? where he won a silver medal in 2006 and bronze medals in 2010 and 2014. 
Whoa, Mark, you're in oh, there again. Oh, Johnny, I know you Ooh, know this one. He's your okay. boy. He's yeah. your boy, John. Yeah. It's Timo Solane. Yeah. Finish Flash. Oh, yeah. That's right. Wow. Well done, Mark. You're right back in it. Yeah. I'm, I'm only down one. I'm only down one. Yeah. Yeah, whenever I think of Timo Solane, I think of actually my favorite Finnish player, and maybe my favorite player of all time, Saku Koivu. He and Timo Solane were good friends, and it was really cool to see them finish their careers together in Anaheim after dominating uh, internationally for so many years. Yeah, Finnish hockey, what a program they have going on now, um, especially with the goaltending. I mean, they've had a lot of great goaltending success. Obviously, Tuka Rask, one of the best in the game. That's right. I mean, they used to have uh, Mika Kiprasov, and we can't forget about Pekka Rene. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, and their other goalies also finished. Uh, UC Saros will probably be taking the reins here pretty soon. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, I've always had a soft spot for uh, some of the defensemen. Teppo Newmanen. That's right, another former Jet. That's right, that's right. Uh, he was one of my favorites. And there's a new guy in town, Winnipeg, uh, Vili Hanela, And uh, he's looking like he could be a player as well. When I think about the Finns, I can't help but think about that 2016 World Junior Championship team. Uh, what a line with uh, Sebastian Ajo and Patrick Laine and Jesse Pugliarvi. Oh, pool party. Pool party. Yeah, he's a little late to the party, but uh, he had a good year internationally. And if he gets traded to the right team, I think he'd be an impact player as soon as next season. How about some of the all-time great Finnish players? Yari Curry and Essa Tikkanen. Awesome players. For sure. All right, boys, we have reached the last question. John, you still hold the lead. You're up five to four. Okay. You're running on fumes, buddy. I see yeah. you lagging towards that finish line. Yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah. Let's see if Mark can uh, complete the comeback and tie this one up here. You guys ready? Sure. Let's okay. do it. All right. Who scored the game-winning goal in the gold medal game for Canada at the 2020 World Junior Hockey Championships? Ooh, Mark Czechnita. Okay, I barely watched the tournament, but I did watch the last game, and I remember this. It was Akil Thomas. Whoa! Whoa. Yeah. Yes, the LA Kings prospect, who only played, I think, about six or seven minutes the entire game. Wow, Mark! Well, good I on really Akil you in that second you half. Sure didn't I, there, you sure did. You sure did. Yeah. Never surrender. Corey Hart the moral is an inspiration for us all. For sure. Yeah, now Canada's had some epic runs at the World Juniors over the years. Of course, yeah. Um, well, they had that super team the year they had the lockout with, uh, you know, Crosby and Bergeron. That was just insane. Braden Shen, what a performance he had that year. I yes. remember the crowd just shouting, Shen, Shen, Shen. That was pretty exciting. Yeah, and Jonathan Taves with his uh, shootout heroics. Oh, absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah. And, of course, we can't forget uh, Jordan Everly. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was clutch, no doubt about it. Um, I remember the Carey Price year where he stopped everything, uh, won tournament MVP. As a Habs fan, that's memorable for me. Sure. In Canadian hockey, though, I mean, what are some of the most memorable moments? I mean, uh, where do you want to start here? Yeah, well, when we won, you know, the gold medal, when we defended it, well, 2010, the, the golden goal, Crosby. Sure, uh, on home ice. Oh, yeah, that was special. That was epic. And Do that was get... right at the height of the American-Canadian hockey rivalry, and we just needed that one so badly. Yeah, and then yeah. to defend it again. That yeah, was on the awesome. big ice, too. A lot of people said, oh, Canada can only win on, on the North American ice, but then we did it and in, in convincing, dominant fashion over there in Russia. We shut it down. Yeah, yeah that year I never felt like we were going to lose at any point. No. We just were under control the whole tournament. Yeah. That was an impressive performance. You know, when I also think about Canada at the World Hockey Championships, we had a really, really long drought, and then we finally started winning gold medals again. Uh, Danny Heatley, uh, I think, is our all-time leading scorer at the World Junior Hockey Championships. Mr. Ryan Smith also had a really good career with uh, Canada. Yeah, that guy would do anything to score a goal. He'd take it off the face if it yeah, led to Captain a Captain Canada. Well, that was a lot of fun, guys. Hope you enjoyed it. And unfortunately... Our game ends in a tie. Oh, Feels like great. a win after that horrible drub in I took in the first part, I guess. So Nothing wrong with a tie. I feel like we would have gone one more, though, John. You were, you were done. You are out on your feet. It's like kissing Saved your sister. The That's right. It was a tie. We're doing that the old school way in the NHL. Well, thanks, guys. That was a lot of fun. What do you say we take a break? And if you guys enjoyed that investigative journalism beyond Rod, get a load of this. Check it out. we got a new game. Hey, Dad, what's in the box? Hey, kids, who's up for some ice hockey? What now? Introducing the Rod Langway Fan Club Board Game. Every hit. Every shot. Every goal. 
breakaway. Oh no, torn ACL. Ha ha, out five to six weeks. Contain small pieces not suitable for children under three. Flashing lights may cause seizures. Batteries not included. Thank you, Lolly. All right, I think that was uh, icing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, bring yeah. it back to my zone. Okay, yeah. boys, yes, here we are, we're back, we're back. Um, that was the Rod Langway Fan Club board game commercial, and uh, we have the game going on right here. We're in the midst of a what's been a two-week tournament. Um, the Winnipeg Jets have been eliminated, that was my team, of course, and investigative reporter Connor Morrison's Minnesota Wild have also been eliminated. So we're down to the final two. It is the uh, Jeffs. The Toronto Maple Leafs here. And well, it wouldn't be a classic battle without the Montreal Canadiens playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, it's the way it should be, right, Jeff? Exactly. We've got a heck of a game going on here. It sure is, yeah. Um, before we get into it, though, maybe we should uh, just describe the board for our listeners out there. It's incredible. It's like a little miniature hockey rink, this board. Well, it's beautiful. It's made out of mahogany and it's lacquered and it's, it's pretty heavy. It's super um, heavy, yeah. I almost uh, threw up my back biking it over here, but it's well worth it because it's a heck of a game. Look at the detail on those players. Yeah, the players are unbelievable. I can't get over the colors. Yeah, the colors. I mean, they use a special pigment down there in Tainan where it's made. Yeah, yeah. that's right. We've got a great supplier in Tainan who made this for us. Yeah, you can see Austin Matthews' uh, little mustache there, right? He's, he's got the stash in this one. That is sweet, man. I just hope he doesn't have the coronavirus. Hope he's all right there. Well, this is not the updated version of the game yet. We haven't done any pre or sorry post coronavirus updates, so I think he's okay. Yeah, yeah. He should be okay. We got the coaches out there. We got the refs, and the you know, like we were saying, the detail is something to behold. Yeah. So, boys, should we get to it? Yeah. Well, it's late in the game here. It is late in the game. We have an offensive zone draw. It is two one for the Montreal Canadiens. They are up two one, and the Leafs have the puck in. Uh, in the hab zone, and uh, we got a face-off. Well, hang on, let me switch on my line here. I'm going to get Dano in the face-off dot. Well, no, no, you can't change it. It was icing. That was oh, an icing. Oh, man. i got to leave Suzuki's line out there. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm pulling, my go pulling my goalie. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pull my goalie. Get the extra attacker. All right, yeah. come on. Eat I'm going to bring off. out, jeez, um, I think I'm going to bring out Nylander as my sixth attacker. Okay. Um, so we're going to do the draw here. I've got Tavares versus Suzuki. Yeah, yeah that's there right. Go. Yeah, let's do Let's it. roll. Ooh, couple four. fours. Couple fours. Okay, well, it's a tie draw now. Oh, but Tavares is plus one on face-offs. Oh, Man, yeah, I win Suzuki. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you got the face-off win. Okay, yep. let's see what the uh, face-off card yep, says. Put that over. Oh, it's a pass back to the point. Back to the point. Who you got back there? Uh, I got Riley. Sure. Riley, okay. Uh, should I pass or do? shoot? I'm, I'm going to do the shoot. I'm going to take a shot. Okay, hang on, hang on. I've got a block card. I'm going to play my block card. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm going to turn this over here. Oh, block fails. Block, block, block fails. Okay, fine. What does that sound? Weird. I don't know. Well, well let's yeah. keep going. Let's keep going. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Um, I'm going to play my tip card. I got uh, Zach yeah, Hyman out there. Yeah, I card the whole game. I know. I've been waiting for it. Yeah. And he's actually he's plus one on rebounds. So if this doesn't work out, what what is that? Okay, yeah, that is something. It's getting... Hey, you boys. We told you we was coming. Oh, what is this? Oh, open up. Yeah. Coming. Yes, yeah. Yo. Show's over, Langway fanboys. <laughs> Which one of y'all's gonna step up? Challenge you to a duel, Roman. Yeah. This is unbelievable. I got this, boys. Yeah. Go get him, Kamish. I got your back. And I, uh, I'll go cover up the soundboard. Kamish, yeah. oh. yeah. oh. you okay? How's your boy? All right. You're mine, John Bloden. A little dips and do, you Danny Lane. Oh. Yeah. Oh. He's got me in a darse elk joke. Check, Nita. Get out here so I can mop the floor with you, you little pussy willow. Willow, see about that next cheetah. I should have known you'd bring a pun to a gunfight, Check, Nita. Let's dance. Oh, I'll dance. But first, I gotta stretch my back. Fair play, sir. I'm gonna loosen up my old creaky knee. Mike's then. Oh! 
You spared me, you filthy varmint! That's how we roll on the streets of Taipei. Oh, my saddlebag! Eh, just doing it the Lang way. Is that the law? Let's scoop! Hey there, everyone. Um, so, things have gone a little bit sideways after that encounter with the Brad Park Appreciation Society. Uh, we are now under a 14-day quarantine because we had contact with them uh, after they smuggled themselves in here on a fishing boat or something. Um, so, we do want to go ahead with the mailbag because it is always the way we end the show. Um, but we have to do it remotely. So, I am linked up to John and Jeff, I hope, I think. Uh, John, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Um, I think so. Can you see me? Okay, yeah, yeah, I got you on my screen now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, oh god, Jeff is Kamish? not, he's not great with technology. We you see here? if we got yeah, him. Yeah, This thing on? Oh. Oh, we can hear Jeff, you. Jeff, you're not, oh, you're you. looking, you're not, okay, yeah, there you go. Now you're looking at this. Okay. Thing. Hey, hey you guys. Doing? There you are. Man, this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So what, what are we doing here? Well, I guess we're, uh, Business as usual. Business you're the commission, man. You know, yeah. let's hold it together. Yeah. The show must go on. The show must go on. And this is everybody's favorite segment. This is Ask the Commish. Sorry, sorry. What was the question? I would totally veto that. What kind of league are we running here anyways? I'll have to consult the rule book on that one. Remember the trade guidelines. Can we get some friendly questions here? You guys have got to dress your players. Got to dress your players. Dress your players. Dress your players. So I mean, as always, guys, you can still get your uh, questions in last minute. Remember, email us at rodlangwayfanclub at gmail.com or you can always send us a tweet at rodlangwayfanclub. Just make sure you disinfect them before you send them to us. Disinfect them. Yes, this is uh, tough times for everybody. So, uh, what do we got first? Yeah. Okay, Mark. Um, what's the first letter? Email. Well, Tweet. this one's really simple, and I think it's what is on everyone's mind. So I've got uh, Jim from, just says Nova Scotia, I'm not sure where, but uh, it's not a big place. So I'm sure we could find him if we just went there and started shouting. It says, are we going to see hockey this year? What do you guys think? Well, thanks, Jim. Um, here we are. We've got, a, what, a 2014 tournament that's been announced, and I have to say I am not a big fan I really think they should just call it. I mean, the last time that the Stanley Cup was not awarded was during the 1918 flu pandemic. And I think we should follow their playbook. They should just cancel it. See you in the fall. Maybe see you in the winter. Let's do this up right. I feel like this is rushed. I feel like it's dangerous. But what do you guys think? I want to see hockey. I miss hockey. I need some sports in my life right now, but I want to make sure that they're safe, obviously, and I don't know if it's going to be safe. I mean, the United States is still looking pretty rough. They're getting another wave. They're still getting 20,000 cases a day. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's less than 50%. I know there's been a lot of optimism floating around out there. I hope I'm wrong, but I just, I think it's maybe like 34.7%. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to get really precise. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I would have to say I agree with you guys, you know, more or less. I also would love to see hockey, but sports is something we should be enjoying when society is functioning and we're all, you know, and it's safe. And we're, clearly we're not at that point right now. The way it's been done in Korea is good. They got a handle on the virus. They, they made sure everything was safe and then they opened it up slowly and got the sports running. Clearly we're not at that point yet. And I mean, another big worry for me is the the amount of resources that's going to have to go into doing this. I mean, they're, mm. they're talking about testing everybody every single day. And this is in the midst of a pandemic that is not slowing down in the United States, where these tests could actually be going to people who, you know, the, the hockey seems a little like a frivolous pleasure for all of us at this point. And perhaps it would be better to just wait. This pandemic will pass. We will have hockey again. We will be able to enjoy sports again. Maybe now is not the best time. Maybe we need to be a bit more patient. Yeah, I know. I feel very uncomfortable about it. I, I mean, 
good on Germany and their Bundesliga, and I know Korea's brought their baseball back, yeah. and Taiwan has had their baseball, but right. honestly, I just don't feel like they're ready to bring sports back. And I keep thinking about like the players. These are real mm. people. Um, you know, the, think about the guys who maybe their wives are pregnant, going to have children, and they're going to lock themselves in a bubble city. We don't know if it's going to be Vegas, Toronto, who knows, but to to lock themselves away from their family for two months. I don't know if it's worth it. And should we ask them to do that for us? Yeah. And what about guys like um, uh, Domi in Montreal? Sure. Like he's got diabetes. Like That's a pretty big health concern. If I were him, I don't even know if I would come back. I don't think anyone would begrudge him if he didn't come back. Um, I think hopefully they let every player make that choice for themselves. And if the majority of the players do want to do it, I'd still be happy to watch it. I'm just skeptical whether or not it'll happen. I don't necessarily not want it to happen. I'm just not that optimistic about it. That's all. Nor am I. I mean, it seems to me like it all comes down to the money, and the money is the driving force in this, not health of the players. Okay, boys, and uh, what do we have next? Well, we got a, an email here from Cooped Up Carl. Hmm. Yeah, and uh, Carl just writes, TSN has just released their all-time greatest rosters of Canadian teams. I know you guys are all fans of Canadian teams. What would your roster be? Ooh, thank you, Carl, for that question. That is a tough one to try and make my... Is the best or your favorites? Well, let's do this. Let's just say within our lifetime of watching this team. So let's limit it to guys we've actually enjoyed on our favorite teams. Okay, and it's our favorites, like, not necessarily the best. Fan, I don't want to be pulling names like Doug Harvey yeah, and John Belvo, guys I've never Or the Stratford seen. Streak, Howie Morenz. Sure, oh, yeah, sure. Sure, let's keep okay, it more Just our favorites. Yeah, sure. our favorites that okay, we've seen let's play. Go. All right, here we go. Um, Toronto Maple Leafs, my favorite all-time team. Start in, with start with goaltending, right? Okay. Start with the back. In net, I'm going to go Felix Potven? Uh, the cat. Sure. Yes, I love Felix the cat. Sorry, Cujo. We've had some great goaltenders, but um, I'm going to go with Felix. On defense, I'm going to go with Thomas Caberlet. Yeah, he's mm. solid. Sure. Great career. Absolutely. And uh, this is a little bit out of left field. Todd Gill. plug. <laughs> <laughs> he was the master of the dumping. He Dump, was a yeah, great team player. Well, he dumped it in because he couldn't make a pass. Yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Dump with Chase Hockey, my favorite well, team. Well, you guys. Yeah. It's my team here. Okay. It's not yeah, your right. team. Yeah, well, it's looking pretty rough. So. Um, my forward line, I'm going to go in center, Matt Sundin. you got to go Matt. Sorry, Dougie. Sorry, Dougie Gilmore. I'm going to go with Sundin. For sure. Fair play. Yes. And on the wings, I'm going to go with Wendell Clark. Yeah, he was a beast. He was awesome. Understandable there. Yeah, you know, hits goals, he'll punch your face in if he has to every now and then. What a player. Great character guy. Good good call. And my other winger is going to be, sorry to Mitch Marner, if we did this in a few years from now, I'd probably say you. I'm going to go with Ricky Vive. Okay, Rick oh. Vive. He was a good net front presence, right? He scored a bunch of goals. Yeah, yeah. he hit 50 goals. And, you know, we had a lot of lean years during the, the Harold Ballard Ooh, years, but yes. uh, Ricky Vive was one of the few bright spots That's at that right. time. Okay, okay. Mm, okay, fair enough. Good team, solid team. Not bad. I don't know. I mean, Todd Gill, bit of a plug, but um, what are you going to do? Hey, it's my all-time favorites. Mark, let's hear your all-time favorite Montreal Canadiens team. Sure. Well, the goalie's easy. Patrick Waugh. Of course. I know it ended badly for him, but he single-handedly won them two cups in 86, although I didn't really watch that one. But 93, I remember that so well. All those overtime wins, he was a beast. Great goalie. No, no. Maybe Dryden. the best ever. What about Dryden? Dryden was a great goalie. I never saw him play. Okay, fair enough. And yeah. he was on that stack 70s sure. team. I mean, he was good, but Patrick how good was he? Yeah, no real argument there. Okay, yeah. let's hear your defense. Uh, Andre Markov, I mean, that guy was so underrated, and he had devastating injury after devastating injury, and he just kept coming back. He was one of the smartest players I've ever seen. Play. Yes, agreed. Agreed. Great choice. Uh, other defensemen, it's tough. You know, I love P.K. Subban, but I got to go with Eric Desjardins. Oh, okay. He okay. was so good. And again, going back to 93, he had that hat trick in the finals against the Kings. And he was, uh, what a terrible trade that was getting rid of him. He was an outstanding player. He had a long career in the NHL. Yes, to be an great two-way defenseman. Yep. Absolutely. Um, my forwards, it's a little bit tougher. Uh, the centerman's easy. Saku Koivu. Mm -hmm. I knew Heart you were going to say that man. one. Heart yeah. and soul. Came back from cancer. 10th leading scorer in the team's history, which is a surprise to a lot of people. Um, the wingers are a little tougher. I'm going to go with Brendan Gallagher, though. Oh, wow. I mean, really? that guy just, he's such a winner. 
Yeah. Carson <laughs> Solvay. It's hard to say that. No, no, he plays one. like a winner, okay. though. The team, the team loses a lot, but he play, he's a guy that just gives 100% every single shift. That's, that is true. Yeah, he's a tough guy to He'll play. He'll do anything. You yeah. know, and he scored 30 goals now a bunch of years in a row. He's a very good player. Yeah, I agree. Um, left wing, uh, this is a tough one. I was a big Marty Ruchinski guy back in the day. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I'm going to go with Max Pacioretty. I mean, he scored 40 goals for us. He was our captain. Again, things didn't end well for Max. He just couldn't handle the mantle of being captain, but uh, he's on my all-time team. All yeah. right. And so far, he's had his best years with the with the Canadians. So. No, he's he's a, he's a solid player. Yeah, he was a solid contributor for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Good team, Mark. Good team. It's all solid right. Team. It's all right. And John, what about you? What's your all-time favorite Winnipeg Jets lineup? Well, um, it's a tough decision on a mm-hmm. bunch of positions. We'll start with goaltending, of course. You know, Nikolai Habibulin was would be a would be a good choice, but sure. I, I would have to go with Connor Hellebuck. That's surprising to me. The Bulin wall was amazing. He was very, very good, but it's you know I just think Connor is a, a good character guy, and I think he's solid, and I think we're going to see his best years ahead of him. I always like Tim Chevelday. Sure. I mean Bob Essence, it would be another guy, but That's yeah. right. Yeah, but I'm Bob gonna Essence. go. I'm gonna go Hellebuck there. Hmm. Okay. Um, D. I don't think there's any question about who the first choice would be. Phil Housley, I think, was oh, amazing. Oh, for sure. Yeah. What a career. Hall of Famer. I mean, great. His great vision and skating was yes. outstanding. And his his first pass was outstanding. Yeah. The second D spot is a little tougher. Um, I loved Teppo Newmanen growing up. He was a great defenseman. I also loved Randy Carlyle, of course. Great defensive defenseman. But I gotta go with Dustin Bufflin. I mean, he's just such a force of nature. Big buff. Yeah, he's so fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, even with all this contract stuff that's going on, his role in the team was so important for so many years. So I gotta go buff. Okay, that's, that's fair. Yeah. Um, what about your forward? Forwards, I think the center position is easy. Dale Howardchuck. Howardchuck over Shifley, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was just, I mean, Shifley's great. I love Shifley, but I would have to go Dale Howardchuck. Mm-hmm. He's okay, that's fair. such a point scorer. No love for Alexei Jamlov. I loved, I mean, if we were extending the team, I would sure, pick sure, both sure. those guys. Yeah. Um, on the wing, right wing, I think, is also an easy one. Timu Solani. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. One of the yeah. best wingers of all time. Yeah. And I also think left is not that difficult. I think our best left winger was Keith Kachuk. Kachuk, yes. Yeah, what a monster that guy yeah. was. I mean, that would be a hard line to play against those three. So, you know, I'm pretty happy with that team. That's a heck of a lineup, John. Yeah, yeah. And he's got great genes, too, with two... Monstrous sons who are dominating the league. Are they multiplying? Will be four Kachucks in the next generation? Yeah, that's true. They'll take over the league within the space. Just a league of, full yeah. of Kachucks by the twenty yeah. second. Exponential century. growth. We all <laughs> we know all about that now. Cool. That was a lot of fun. Thank you for the question. Yeah. So, Mark, uh, what do we have next? You got a tweet there? Yeah, yeah we've got a tweet from your pal Tony up in Sanger. Oh, actually. right. So, during a coronavirus situation where you're locked down, what would be the one thing that you would hoard? Hoard, okay. Yeah, hoarding. You know, there's been a lot of panic shopping sure. and buying going on yeah. around the world. Okay. All right, Tony, thank you for the question. I'm going to say YouTube. YouTube? What? Yeah. Hoarded. How many YouTubes does one need? Well, I just want YouTube. I just want YouTube. I want access to YouTube all the time. You don't need to hoard it. Yeah, that's just either you have it or you don't. Hey, that's my answer, guys. Well, I'm going to go with YouTube. That, Jeff. I just want access to YouTube. Okay. That's all I need to sur- so survive a lockdown. So you'd be lockdown. dead within a few days. Hey, I would die happy. Okay? Die happy. Die with his YouTube. Well, How about you? Mark, what would you take? Thank you for setting the bar so low. <laughs> a few things pop into my head. Chicken noodle soup was actually my first thought, but I'm going to switch mm, that up. For the I'm soul. Gonna, yeah, yeah, for the soul. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go with uh, the Costco triple berry mix. They have these frozen berries they sell. And I could have a smoothie every day. I just love berries, you know, and it's hard to get fruit in a lockdown situation. I have some frozen berries, and I think I'd be a pretty happy camper with those berries. Very good, Mark. Very interesting. Um, I would go uh, egg whites. Egg whites? That's what? so boring. Egg whites. Because cholesterol or what? No, well, I mean, high protein, right? Okay. High protein. And, and the thing about the egg white is it's kind of like a blank culinary canvas okay. in terms of what you can do with it. I mean, you can make your meringues, you can make it sweet, you can make it savory, uh, you can throw it in anything to add some protein. Cocktail. You can make some cocktails with it. I mean, there's a lot you can do with egg whites. Hmm. And uh, on their own, maybe they don't seem so special. But if you got anything else, anything else you can throw in there and make it taste like that other thing. Maybe and some sand, some grass. Well, don't egg them oh, on. Grass is great. Yeah, sure. Wheat, <laughs> wheat grass, lemon grass, all kinds of grasses. Yeah. All right, John. Good one. Yeah. I guess. 
throw a little berry action in there, it'd be a lot better. Though. Sure. Well, we can exchange. That's well, the thing. YouTube. Well, while you're watching YouTube, okay. surely yes. Right. We'd have a great party, boys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the question, Tony. Uh, I think we have a call coming through here, boys. A call? Patching through, John. Hello, caller. You've reached the Rod Langway Fan Club podcast. You're on the air. Hi. Hello. Uh, yeah, this is Guy. I'm the Zamboni driver for uh, the Montreal Canadian when they're on tour. Uh, sorry, caller. Uh, who am I talking to? They call me Guy Zamboni. Oh, that's, that's a pretty cool, actually. Yeah, Zamboni driver. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. You know, like, you know, people think about the players, they think about the coaches, but really, the Zamboni driver plays an important role. Pretty important, yeah. You know, uh, people in hockey, they think uh, it's always uh, get bet the best draft player, get the best goalie, but uh, really, it's all about the ice. Sadly, there's a concession that's is a misplaced, huh? Uh, that uh, it's in Alaska because uh, they did that uh, Disney movie there and uh, Russell Crowe, uh, he was not taking it and uh, so now they think ice is good there but uh, really uh, ice is better uh, when the water is okay. Yeah, I guess there must be a lot of stuff that goes into being a Zamboni driver that we don't think about. Yeah, like what does it take to get to the top level of Zamboni driving? No, uh, the Zamboni guy, uh, we're the no-nonsense people, huh? We believe in uh, the facts only. We're all about the science. You know, uh, we, I hear about the flat earther, and uh, you tell me how you put the flat ice with the gravity on the rink, huh? You know, sometimes with the Zamboni, I have to put the angle, because uh, we're too closer to the equator, and uh, the gravity force, huh, it's really pulling, so... Uh, I have make angle in the ice. You don't know, but uh, that's why my job is important more than yours, eh? Hey, uh, Guy Zamboni. Uh, your job is definitely important. You know, my uncle used to drive a Zamboni back in the day. It used to be an old tractor. Yeah, I, I just think about how technology has really changed the game, looking at, like, composite sticks, for example. And I wonder, what about the future of Zamboni driving? What's in store, Guy? Okay, now, um, this is important news, eh? We look at technology all the time, you know. We look at the space race and the, the space force, uh, Donald Trump. The problem was sometimes I talk always about pure water. The water mean be pure. But uh, you know where there's nothing? In space. And in space, if there's nothing and it's pretty cold, well, we get the water there. I mean, the ice we get there is going to be the best ever. And uh, maybe we bring it back. It's just the atmosphere thing right now, the big challenge, you know. Uh, they put the ceramic, we put the water, but it always melts back. But uh, one day, I believe it's a dream, but we're going to have the ice from the space. And now, everybody's going to score the three times. Maybe sometimes more than four times. Yeah, I guess the quality of ice must make a huge difference. Is, is there sometimes like an advantage for the home team if they have a really good Samboni driver? Okay, uh, whoa, uh, those are uh, bad rumors that I think uh, should uh, not be talked about. Uh. Zamboni is a, it's a beautiful profession, and uh, we uh, have a big honor. But you have to understand, uh, only avec uh, special water, pH correct dedans, là, uh, it would just be, maybe sometimes you can uh, make sure that uh, the skate doesn't grip right there. Uh, or, uh, and, uh, you know, you done the coup de patin and then uh, it's just uh, not working. Because uh, you can take special water sometime, huh? and uh, you put the salt and you boil it a little bit on the side. You put that next to the goalie hole, huh? the goalie, uh, the post. Huh? And uh, you think that uh, he's lucky? No, he's not lucky. It's me helping him. Huh? But uh, me, I would never do a thing uh, such a thing like that. Huh? But uh, if I was to uh, some me, maybe, maybe think about it, huh? it would be water from the Saguenay-Lac-Saint-Jean. Okay, well, thanks, Guy. That's some interesting insight. Yeah, thank you very much for the call, uh, Guy Zamboni. Ouais, okay, là, ciao, uh, toulou. À la prochaine, j'espère. It looks like we got a call coming in here from, is that Goff from the Brad 
Park Appreciation Society? No way! Should we answer it? Well, you know, I want to hear what they have to say. Goth Trollman here. This is the Brad Park Appreciation Society. I've got my co-hosts on the line. Yeehaw! Mob neck cheetah lurking in the tall grass. Hey, uh, how are you guys doing? Well, after that little dust-up, we got put into quarantine. <laughs> well, yeah, so are we, uh, thanks to you guys. Turns out this coronavirus is a pretty big deal in Taiwan. We all set us up pretty nice here in one of them uh, quarantine hotels. Yeah, we heard about that. Did you, uh, did you guys get that uh, care package we sent you? Yeah, those noodles are pretty tasty, I must admit. How about the masks? Yeah, yeah, but I feel like a two-bit bandit wearing this mask. I especially do not care for that big old Langway mustache printing on it. But safety first, I suppose. We thought you'd appreciate that one. Ah, shucks. Well, listen here now, fellas. What do you say we bury the hatchet? You're right. In times like this should be coming together. Yeah, we don't really hate you. We actually have a lot in common. Golly, do I miss the old puckin' stick. Aw, yeah, I think we can all agree on that, guys. And on that note of solidarity, let's hope we see hockey in the fall. I want to thank all of our listeners out there. Now hold on there a minute. I do want to remind you that Brad Park... Rod Langway won two Norris trophies. Brad Park was runner-up seven times. Oh, but it wasn't for that Bobby R. We're going to have to end it there. Thanks, everybody. I hope you had yourselves a time. Well, I, I, I hope you had yourselves a time. Hope you had yourselves a time. Hope, hope you had time, time, time.